Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Dream of the Damned, our series about the Disney princess stories, movies, and musicals, and anything else we can think of. Today, we are starting our discussion of the live-action Disney movie Beauty and the Beast from 2017. Let's get to it. Finally on the live-action movie. It's my favorite one. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Ah, I don't know. And I actually wrote notes about the songs in this one. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, these are my notes, right? Yeah, I would say these are your notes. Do you want to go ahead and start with yours? Sure. I have no clue how your notes start. Oh, well, um, we can look at those real quick. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah. Yours was before me, so. Yeah, okay, mine was slightly before. Because uh, I was just pointing out how I really like how in recent years when they show the Disney castle, mm-hmm. it's always kind of like whatever the castle is in the movie or yeah. whatever. And they try to make it like the correct quote-unquote castle you know for the princess or for the princess or whatever it is you know and i'm always like i love this i do too it's so cool i definitely love that um okay so what i said i said that this movie starts out the same way the other one does but with a lot more elaboration because they take a lot more time to explain the opening Mm -hmm. where like in the first like the the animated one they just kind of gloss over it like oh the prince was cursed yeah i would say this one also adds a little bit to it Mm -hmm. as well because the animated one it was just kind of like this old woman showed up the door and he turned her away yeah and this one it's like ah he's throwing a lavish party and and then we see him be a jerk yeah so we actually like understand like oh okay he kind of deserved that you know (laughs) yeah um so i thought that was Interesting. Oh, yeah, because I wrote the the princess throwing a lavish party and only seeks the finest things and people at his parties and the old woman comes into the castle hoping to find refuge from the storm and offers the prince a rose, but he instead refuses the rose and tries to send her away twice. Because mm-hmm. he has more chances to show her kindness <laughs> than yeah. we know about in the animated movie. Yeah. Um, I... Like, one of the things that I noticed when we, when I started watching this movie again was just that, you know, the men are wearing makeup, Mm -hmm. which wasn't, which isn't something really that men do today. Yeah. No. Not really. So it's really interesting how it went from, like, men wearing makeup to them not wearing makeup Mm -hmm. and then women, like, always wearing makeup. It's, it's a weird, like, crisscross. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely interesting how that evolved over time. Yeah. I don't know why it evolved like that, but... Don't ask me. I definitely don't understand makeup. no idea. I made a little comment about this quote from the movie. Although the prince had everything he desired, the prince was selfish and unkind. And I was kind of like, not surprised. Like, just looking at the party he's throwing, I was like, eh. Uh, And his parties with the most beautiful people. And I was just kind of like, fuck boy. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow. (laughs) I mean, that's basically how he was, for yeah. sure. Uh, one of the interesting things to me about this party is that he's dancing with all these women. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a dance with him and a million beautiful women. Yeah. And they're all wearing white. Yeah. And I was kind of like, is that supposed to stand for, like, virginity and innocence? Like, my first thought was kind of wedding dress when I saw it all. Yeah. Just because I think of wedding dresses as, you know, all white and, like, maybe big and poofy yeah. for princess stories, at least. I get that. So I was kind of like, what is this? supposed to be yeah yeah no that's a good question like why is he even having this party Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i think also the dress could be both it could be virginity in a sense and then like wedding dress kind of thing yeah um although i don't know what the wedding dresses were really like then whatever time period this is not a clue 
Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, no one at this party is nice. They all laughed when the prince laughed at the haggard-looking woman seeking shelter who offered a rose as a gift. And I was kind of like, is it because they genuinely thought that this was a funny thing? Or is it just because they want to be liked by the prince? Yeah, that's a good question. They were probably, it was probably that, um, follower mindset. Like, when they're, like, sheep, they're like, oh, well, like, he's the important person here. He has all the money. We know him. Like, we should do what he wants. Kind of like, like him. Kind of like how the town folk are with Gaston. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah. There was, I don't remember what exactly was going on. But I made a comment of, it's so interesting how no one in... Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Because there's a narrator yeah. narrating. So I said, it's really interesting how no one in the scene even needs to speak. Yeah. Because the narrator is just doing it for them. Yep. Which, that would be really weird if you are if you were actually in the situation no one was talking. It was just... Maybe you heard a voice off in the distance. Like, oh, this is what's going on. It was like, how do you know? That's true. That would be weird. Especially but, once they stop dancing and... Yeah, and so it's just the interaction him. between the prince and the mm-hmm. woman and whatnot. So I think... I really like how it was done. I yeah. thought it was really good. I just thought it was also interesting. It's definitely interesting. You yeah. are correct. So I get to finish my stuff. Yeah, you can finish your stuff now. As I try to move the mouse on the wrong part of the laptop. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, the old lady comes and she offers him the rose and, like, wants to just kind of chill in the castle because there's a storm happening. Yeah. He's like, nah, dude. And he, like, tries to send her away twice. And she warns him about not judging people by appearances. Um, and then turns into a beautiful enchantress and casts a spell on him (laughs) and everyone who lives in this castle. Mm -hmm. And, um, basically the spell, it says that, like, he must find someone to love and who will love him back before the last petal falls. Um, and I said it's harder to get a time limit since there's no age mentioned in this one, unlike the other where the age was 21. We assume. Yeah. But there is no time limit that we know of. Because they don't talk about it at all. Yeah. So, it's just until the petal falls, which I like more. Yeah. Because it doesn't really make you question yeah. the timeline as much. <laughs> it, but it's also, for him, I think it's... Um, I was going to say it might give him more anxiety, but I don't know about that. Because with uh, knowing how much time you have, like, you already have that anxiety, and mm-hmm. especially leading up to the end, you're kind of like, oh my god, yeah. like, I haven't... Whatever. Yeah. But with no time limit... um. Just from what I've seen of the Beast in this particular movie, mm-hmm. I always felt like he was kind of indifferent. Yeah. A bit. He was kind of like a whatever. Yeah. When it happens, it happens. That's what I thought, too. Um, and then, yeah, so since we don't have a time limit and all that, it's really easy for it to, like, casually be all forgotten, like the castle and yeah. the prince and everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're forgotten by the rest of the world, and um, he starts to give up hope. And I don't know if you have anything. I think I had a that quote. Let's see. Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I actually put the whole quote of what I was just summarizing. Oh, did I? Okay. Well, I said she placed a spell (laughs) on the castle and all who lived there, and of course, I questioned why punish the entire castle. (laughs) Uh, like, what was what was the point of that? I I still think it's because they didn't do anything to stop his father from raising him into a jerk. I still don't remember anything about his father being mentioned. <laughs> Just wait until we get to that point. I guess okay. you have to watch that part. I would say, I guess I have to finish stuff. the movie. Yeah, she hasn't finished the movie yet. Nope, so. not yet. It's like when I was watching Harry Potter 1. True, yeah. And I hadn't finished it. And when you, were, it. when you were reading the book, too. Yes. Because, like, you would be reading the book, like, right up until we started recording. It's true. It's it's <laughs> bad. Guys, I'm going to be better on the next one, I promise. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I also said it makes it kind of makes sense to punch the entire castle because they're one unit. Yeah. Like, they all live there. They're all there. I still think my reason is the best reason. Okay. <laughs> let's see, yeah. Uh, as days bled into years, the prince and his servants were forgotten by the world for the enchantress had erased all memory of them from the minds of the people they loved. And so that definitely gives more context as to why the town folk don't know about them. Mm-hmm. 
And it explains why the people in the town don't remember, mm-hmm. you know, their family members or whoever work in the castle. Yeah. Because there has to be people who live in the town that work yeah. in the castle. Oh, absolutely. So, that definitely explains that better, too. Yeah. Uh, the same rules about needing someone he loves, love him in return, and all that jazz. <laughs> However, with everyone having forgotten about the castle and the people within, how would they ever get someone new to come and possibly love him that could that he could in turn love? And that's that's always the thing that's been interesting with Beauty and the Beast for me is the fact that if people don't know about him in the yeah. castle, how how is it supposed to happen? I still think that there's something built into the spell that's going to make it possible for someone to go find the castle at the yeah. right time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> my. My next thing is obviously before yours because I saw your comment. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. that was funny. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah. So all that they got cursed. The rest of the world forgot them. Um, and the end of the scene literally is it says, "For who could ever learn to love a beast?" And then it moves on mm-hmm. to our present day yeah. with Emma. <laughs> Emma. Emma. Wow, we went from Harry Potter to Beauty and the Beast, and both have Emma Watson. I know. We, lo- we, we love, love Emma. Her. We love her. Which um, means now we have to watch more movies with her. That's fine. We can, so do, we that. can do that. She has lots of movies. I know. Like Perks Being Wallflower. Ballet Shoes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't seen that one. I love it. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah. So... I was just like, Emma Watson, it's my first thing. And then I said Dan, but, like, you don't really see Dan because he's a little bit later. But, like, yeah. I just love him, too. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, your comment happens during the it, song? Yes, my comment happens so, during the song. <laughs> um, my first thing, because, like, basically, she just starts singing. Yeah. And going through the town. Um, that's the first thing that, like, happens. Um, and I said, Emma's facial expressions throughout the town shows how she views the mundane activities in the town, mm-hmm. um, and that she doesn't want to do the same thing every day, which is why she says there must be more. Yeah. And I think, uh, having an actual actress play Belle, you know, it really gives into that whole there must be more yeah. thing. Because it gives her, uh, just more character, you know? Yeah. Because she's like, there must be something more. And especially Emma Watson's portrayal of Belle. Like, Belle is kind of frustrated with all this. Yeah. With the town and whatnot. Yeah. Kind of how you're saying. Yeah. Um, she's definitely annoyed. Yeah. Um, my my comment about the song. <laughs> yes. My first comment about the yes. song, at least, was, <laughs> we love autotune. Yep. I remember watching this movie for the first time. And, uh, like, everyone else, like, around me, you know, were kind of like, oh, like, Emma's not that good of a singer. And at the time, I was like, I thought it was fine. Like, obviously autotune, but whatever. Yeah. I thought it was fine. And watching it now, I'm like, still the same thing. I'm like, it's not horrible. Yeah. And it's obviously autotuned. But I think it bothers me more now. I don't know why. It just does. I'm kind of like, ugh, that's, that's a lot of autotune. I love it so much. <laughs> but it's Emma Watson, so... I have no complaints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's the right amount of autotune, in my opinion, so... Understood. I would say, I think it's just, like... <laughs> I think it was really just that it's a little bit too noticeable for it. Maybe to, like, music majors, because it's not that say, noticeable yeah. to me. It, it was very <laughs> noticeable to me, and I think, like, maybe it is my music schooling. I, I think it's your that. background in music, hun. <laughs> I would say probably because I'm so used to hearing people actually sing. Yes. Yep. It's definitely yeah. that. Um. So, because your next comment is about where they live. So then, uh, she, this part made me so mad. It always makes me so mad. Because <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is not the best Shakespeare play, and it makes me really mm-hmm. mad every time people act like it is. I mean, <laughs> I guess they had to have something that was well known, but also something that you know, like a woman would really love, which is Romeo and Juliet, because it's a love story. But we also talked about the time period. I know, and how Shakespeare would have been writing right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And so there are so many issues with it. Mm-hmm. But um but basically she read Romeo and Juliet and when she goes to like the librarian dude bookstore or whatever. I don't, I don't even know what he is. I don't know what he is either. Because I, I made a comment about that too in yeah. my notes. 
But I'm, with I his like small book collection. Yeah, I was like, is he, does he just have a small book collection? And they start talking, and she was yeah. like, oh yeah, I love books. And he was like, oh, do you want to borrow some of mine? Yeah. Like, what what happened there? But um, but she tells the guy that his library or whatever mm-hmm. makes their small corner of the world feel big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that that was a clearly an allusion to her wanting to do more. Oh, definitely. And especially the way that Emma Watson delivers that line mm-hmm. is definitely kind of like, yeah, she wants yeah. more. She wants the, like, the big picture, yeah. you know, instead of just this small town. Yeah, she doesn't want to stay there forever. Yeah, definitely. Um, A little bit before that, though, I just kind of mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Where was I? I feel like the bell. Oh, this is, song. yeah, this That's is still like the song. Later, no, so. this is still the song, because the book collection's here. I mean, the book part's still in the song, yeah. too. But, uh, I mentioned that Belle and her father actually live in town in this movie, as opposed yeah. to the animated movie, where they're, like, just outside the town. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is interesting, because I know we talked about the fact of them living outside the town mm-hmm. had something to do with all the town folk. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what exactly we talked about. Something about... Like, being under the spell. That's it, Yeah. But in this one, I'm pretty sure that they just moved in because they didn't yeah, escape France mm-hmm. to come here. It or definitely like seemed Paris like Paris to come here. Yeah, it definitely seemed like this was a recent move. Mm-hmm. Or knows? even if it wasn't like super recent, like, it could have been like the a spell year could ago have been well. It could have been a lot longer because the spell could have been going for a long time. Well, yeah, no, and so definitely. like because it looked like Belle and her father in this movie leave when she's, like, really young. I would say, yeah, I definitely think that Belle was young when they left forever, but I... Paris. Paris, Paris. yes. (laughs) Uh, But I do, because she does ask about her mother Mm -hmm. a lot, but I also do feel like I don't think they've been in this town super long, like, a year, two years at most, I would think. I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. (laughs) No one knows. Um, oh, uh, I also made a comment, at least the people in this movie aren't just senselessly happy like they are in the animated movie. Yeah, that's true. Because They're a lot more realistic. Definitely. And it's because, you know, it's actual actors. Yeah. Rather than, let's animate all these faces yeah. to look happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just make, like, actors yeah. be... I mean, you could. I mean, you can, but, like... But if that's not the mood you're going for, yeah. if you're going for a realistic feel, it's like, okay, yeah, they're not all happy. They're all working and trying to get errands run and whatnot. Yeah, and they definitely wanted the realistic feel here. Yes, um, definitely. Especially with, like, the... When the lady's trying to buy eggs. And yes. She's like, I can't. It's, like, way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, it's way too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh... I mentioned how they even have the schoolboys gossiping about Belle, yes. which I thought was interesting. But I also really love that specific part of the song. Yeah. Where you have all the boys, yeah. uh, like, marching up the steps and whatnot. Yeah, and I, I do like, too. Oh, I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Um, here you go. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made a little comment about not only is she strange because she reads and is smart and everything, but she's also she also seems adventurous. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that has to do with the way she dresses. Yeah. Like we've talked about. Well, and she does have her skirt tucked in. I was saying, she has her skirt tucked in and she wears yeah. boots instead of like flats. Yeah. And so it's just like, she's a more adventurous Belle yeah. in my mind. And I like it. I like it a lot more than the other Belle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to the small book collection part, I yes. said, I may be dumb, but is this guy a preacher or what? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. His little room does kind of look like that. I would say, because it looks like he... Because it looks a, like there might be an altar. At yeah, the end. I would say it looks like they might be in, like, a side room of a church yeah. or something. Yeah. Or maybe just a very small place of worship. Yeah. So I don't know what he is. I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> what, what's his name? I think his name is Pierre Robert or something. Something like that. <laughs> that's his name. I tried. I think I tried to look it up, and I was like, I don't know. Do not ask me. I do not know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then I said, "Mine's next." Oh, you might think that this version of Belle would absolutely one hundred percent know and notice people gossiping about her everywhere and call it out, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> Which it, it could also partly be that she's just ignoring them. I think she is. I think she's just used to it. Yeah, I think at this point she's just like, whatever. They talk about me, it's whatever. Yeah. So the next part of the song, we zoom out. Yes. 
to guess very far LeFou. away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just kind of watching Belle from a distance. I, my, my question about that is, how did they find her with their telescope? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> what? I don't understand. What? Like, they're just... so far away, yeah. and they just happen to find Belle? It's fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but Gaston's like, oh, she's just the best thing ever. <laughs> I just want her so much. Yeah. And LeFou, like, he can see the differences between Belle and Gaston, like, mm-hmm. so clearly, and he's like, but she's so well read, and you're so, so athletically inclined. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Why do you need her when you have us?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is the first moment that you see that LeFou likes Gaston as more than just a friend. Yeah, because he's like, "Am I not good enough for you?" Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, because I know, I think like soon after this, it mentioned like Gaston mentioned something about the war mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like, okay. Maybe yeah. they met during the war. Maybe some yeah. things happened. Yeah. You know. You never know. You never know. But I remember when it was, like, uh, when LeFou was portrayed like this, you know, kind of, yeah. like, might be gay. Like, yeah. there was, like, a the outrage about that. I know. Yeah. It was like, no. Yeah. And there were people literally not going to go see it because, because of, of that. Because of that. And I was and like, I was like why? why? Why does it matter? <laughs> I don't understand the issue you have here. Like, <laughs> like it's not like it's being shoved down your throat, right? right? It's just a little quirk about him, yeah. I guess, and it's not even like it's, blatant or anything. It's not. It's a very like, like it's hinted at that maybe that's how it is. But yeah, it's not ever said. No. So I say it's definitely hinted at. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, I also mentioned the, but she's so well-read, and you're so athletically, athletically inclined. inclined. <laughs> I was just kind of like, that's it, LeFou's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> was he like, is the best. He's the best. <laughs> we love him. Uh, I, I said, also, LeFou is so very obviously pining after Gaston, and Gaston mentions the war, and I was kind of like, okay, maybe they had some fun. Uh, <laughs> had some fun times. Had some fun times. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you never know. Uh, and then I said, at least LeFou has a sense to let the triplets know that's not going to happen. And I was like, I don't know if it's because Gaston is so in love with Belle or if it's because LeFou wants Gaston. Okay. That's a good point. It could go either way, honestly. It could. Or it could be both. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, is yours, is that the end of the song for you? Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Belle, this is my last comment about the song before your thing. Um, it says, Belle walks and listens to the town's complaints. And you can tell that she, like, feels bad for them. And just doesn't want this to be her life forever. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't know why this is what anyone would ever want. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. don't blame her, because I don't think I would want that either. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, like, it's, it, like, Belle is obviously this like, forward thinker kind of woman, mm-hmm. you know, where she's like, I want to be able to do what men can do. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's, like, even even in today's times, like, you still have women trying to fight for our yeah. own rights. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So but... It's a hard world out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, But that's the end of the song. That's the end of the song. Yay. And you had this little comment. Did I? I? Well, I said such a great first song, yep. such a great scene. Which That's it it. <laughs> it is. I love that song. I love that scene. I think it's great. Yeah. Especially, like, when you're getting, like, to the end of the song and you see, like, the town square or the town yeah. circle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, like, everyone kind of, like, stops and sings or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I love this. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um. So now we're at the point where Gaston... Wants to talk to Belle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's finally made it into town somehow. Yes. <laughs> during somehow. that song. Yeah. Um, I actually really love when he's trying to get to her and everyone's just in his yes. way, though, during I the song. That. I <laughs> love that. It makes me laugh so it's much. hilarious. Um, but anyway, he does try... I feel like he tries to get Belle more in this version than in the animated one. Because he... He does try to talk to her about the book, but mm-hmm. he literally fails so bad. Yeah. Because he's like, well, you know books. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I was saying, I think, I think part of that, part of this is just, it's a live action movie. Yeah. You can, 
Put more in. Yeah, you can do a lot more with it. You can do a lot more. Um... So yours is still happening during this oh, yeah. conversation. Uh, yeah, Gaston literally says that Belle is his prey, and I was kind of like, okay. So I just kind of wrote this quote, because it always makes me laugh every mm-hmm. time I hear it. Um, when uh, Gaston's trying to figure out what the thing is that makes him like Belle so much, uh-huh. and LeFou's like, Dignity? <laughs> and Gaston's like, it's outrageously attractive, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there like, I mean, that is definitely something you should like yeah, about someone. Definitely. Especially if they do have some dignity. Yeah. But it's kind of weird to be like, that's outrageously, that's outrageously attractive. attractive. Yeah. When like, Belle is a lot more than just her dignity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, Gaston doesn't care. That's true. And I just, I don't even think that that's what he meant. <laughs> I, no. I don't think he understood I, Yeah, I don't think that. He, I think LeFou <laughs> just put a word out there and yeah. Gaston was like, yes, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that means, but that's it. Well, it's the same thing as when um, he's like, oh, she has that je ne sais quoi. No, and he's like, I don't know what that he's means. like, I don't know what that means, but it's literally what <laughs> yeah. it is in French, like je ne sais quoi, yeah. I don't know what that means or whatever. Yeah. And so it's just funny because... Gaston's just pretty clueless, and he, oh, he's the, the intelligent he one here is. of yeah. the pair. It's uh, it's interesting though, because like he's clueless, but he also has some smarts yeah, to him. Just he does. not book smarts. Yeah, no, it's it's more like um, situational. Yeah, like strategizing kind of. yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, it's like he's manipulation. Yeah, he's good at manipulating. He's good at planning. Um, but yeah. he's not really good at the. The part that he needs to be the good at in order part. to get Belle to yeah. like him. Yeah. Because she can see all the other stuff, and she's like, that's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I can't have a conversation with you, like, I'm not going to give yeah. you the time of day. Yeah, no. Definitely so, not. So, that's, that's where he fails. Poor Gaston. <laughs> Poor Gaston. <laughs> uh, what is he ever going to do with these triplets pining after him, and... Belle won't talk to him. He doesn't want them. They're too easy. <laughs> That's true. Um, so we're moving on to when Belle basically goes home to her father. Mm-hmm. And um, my first comment, because she does, she goes down into the like basement cellar area that yeah. her dad is working in. And um, I wrote that the inventor is a lot less eccentric and crazy seeming in this movie. Um, cause he just seems like an advent, an inventor that people don't understand because he's miles ahead of them in intelligence. Yeah. Because he's, he's just such a forward thinker that he's like, yeah. oh, how can I make this easier for everyone? Yeah. Versus like, oh, we're just going to keep doing it the same way every day mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives yeah. and never change anything because change is bad. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So he, he's not so much the change is bad kind of person. He's just kind of like, let me try and see. Yeah. What I can do. And I like the fact that he's not this crazy person. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he's just a regular yeah, guy. He's who reasonable. He happens to be really smart. Yeah. He's a very reasonable, intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, he like he obviously wants Belle to, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know what words I'm looking for. Bigger horizons. Reach, reach her, prote- <laughs> her potential yes. and, like, grow beyond <laughs> Some it. Some bigger horizons yeah. out there for her. Bigger horizons. Um, and so he's just kind of like, you know, like, I'll share my knowledge with you. Yeah. And, you know, you can invent your own things. Yeah. That's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and this scene definitely makes it very clear that mm-hmm. Belle has been along the ride with him. Along yes. for the ride with him. Yeah. Of the inventing process. Because she knows what she's do- mm-hmm. doing. And she knows what he would need. Yeah. Without him being like, oh, can you, like, give me this thing that looks like this. Yeah. Instead, like, how when we were younger or whatever, if we were helping, like, our brothers or our dad yeah. or whatever to, like, fix something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I need this thing that looks like this. And they tried yeah. to, like, explain it to you because you don't know what it she is. She don't know. She don't. knows what it is. Yeah. She knows what he needs before he even says anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, like, oh, here. Like, she's basically watching <laughs> over him yeah. trying to make this, what was it, a music box? Um, or something? I don't know what he was fixing. I don't remember. I feel like it was a music box, though. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, she's kind of watching over him, and she, yeah. you know, like, grabs a tool, and she, yeah. like, offers it to him, and he's like, eh, that's not... And then he looks again, and he's like, that is what I need. Yeah, he's like, you. just kidding. I'll <laughs> take it. He was like, you're right. Sorry. 
But yeah, I definitely like the fact that the invention he's working on mm-hmm. isn't this like huge, giant, crazy contraption. Yeah. Because the one in the animated movie has always just it's just weird. It's, yeah, like who even wants that? Like, <laughs> I, like just the way it's it was it looks yeah. is weird and odd yeah. and all that. Um. But I think in the animated movie, it worked because Maurice was the crazy yeah. inventor. Yeah, he was crazy. And so you had the crazy invention. Yeah. And it just, it was a whole thing. But in this one, yes, he's an inventor. But he's yes, not crazy. Exactly. So his inventions aren't going to be crazy. He's no. just going to probably be fixing things. I would say, and if he did make a, like, if he did make something to chop wood, like mm-hmm. in the first movie, it wasn't going to be, like huge and big oh. and like over the top whatever yeah. it was going to be what it needed to yeah, be exactly it it would be very different because so when i think of the differences between these inventions and mm-hmm. stuff i think of chitty chitty bang bang i have not seen that <laughs> well in it the dad um what's his name pots whatever his name is um he he's an inventor Mm-hmm. And he, like, fixes up stuff, and that's why, essentially, like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang becomes this, like, huge symbol for the yeah. whole movie and stuff. This flying car, it doesn't actually fly in oh. the real movie, I don't think. Maybe it does. Um, I never understood what parts were, like, fake and what parts weren't, because there is kind of a dream sequency okay. portion gotcha. to the film. Yeah. But during that, you kind of wonder if it's actually happening. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, kind of like what? what is going on? <laughs> what? When when is the the real reality ending and when is it beginning mm-hmm. to be not real? Yeah. That? But um, he has all these crazy inventions that are huge and like outrageous. Okay, and gotcha. Just kind of insane. Yeah. And so like I guess that's kind of the way people think of inventors. And that might have mm-hmm. um, kind of influenced that a little bit, just yeah. because Shitty Shaving is also a pretty old movie. Yeah. I would so say, like, maybe... Around that time, that might have just been their ideas yeah. of inventors. I would say, it, may, it could be, like, in that time period, maybe mm-hmm. that's what people thought. Yeah. Because I know if someone said today, like, oh, yeah, like, this person, like, so-and-so is an inventor, yeah. I would think, oh, you know, like, scientist. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah. I wouldn't think anyone crazy. I would just see someone, you yeah. know... Trying to make the world better, maybe. Yeah, for sure. You know, years ago, when people were, like, inventors, they were making crazy things. Yeah, which is not true. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's fine. I mean, depending on the thing, I guess. I guess that's true, but I don't know. But uh, when she does get home to her dad, like, she does ask him, you know, that same line of, uh, like, Papa, do you think I'm odd? Yeah. And he, you know, he's kind of like... Where, like, where would you get a crazy idea like that and whatnot? And she was just kind of like, well, you know, people talk. Yeah. Um, And he said something about, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still there. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. She's moving my notes. How dare she? My bad. I thought you were past it. <laughs> nope, I was not. <laughs> I was on that note. <laughs> Go ahead. But, uh, you know, her father says something about, like, it's a small, small-minded village. And I was kind of like, yeah, definitely. Because... They, uh, because, you know, Belle tries to invent things, and they're mm-hmm. kind of like, no, don't do that. Yeah. And she reads, how dare she? I know. Gosh. Uh, but <laughs> Maurice also made the comment of, uh, but small also means safe. And I was kind of like, oh? Like, what happened? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because sometimes small doesn't mean safe. Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes small means people talk. Yeah, people talk, or if it's so small that you're all interacting with each other, mm-hmm. like, a whole village could get wiped out by any kind of illness. Yeah, definitely. Which, illnesses were a lot more rampant back in those times. Absolutely. Because I'm still pretty sure this is around 1700s. Yeah. <laughs> but so. just the way... Just the way the movie was shaping up for me at this point, mm-hmm. when he said, but small also means safe, I, like, in my mind that was like, oh, they've somewhat recently moved here. Okay. Because maybe something happened in a previous town. Yeah, that's, that's definitely possible. I could see that. 
But I but think, at the same time, I could also see that as just being his explanation for why they left Paris when they yeah. were so little, too. I would say that that was going to be the other side of that. Yeah, because it could know. be they've been there for so long, or they've mm-hmm. only been there for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it also made me think that, you know, like, they left Paris, and maybe they've been going town to town for some reason. Who knows why? That's a good question. But, or maybe just something big enough happened in the previous town yeah. that they had to move. Yeah. Maybe. So, and maybe the previous town was bigger. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, her father, over, like, the years that Belle has been alive, and, like, by this yeah. point, we're pretty sure she was around, like... Her late teens, probably? Yeah, late teens, I would say. That's what I would think. Um, uh, so he's been slowly telling her things about her mom over, like, literally just the course of her life. Like, tiny yeah. little details here and there, yeah. though. Not anything huge. Like, she basically kind of has to draw them out mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. But she also knows not to push him too yeah. far, or else he won't tell her anything. Exactly. She's definitely figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the one thing that he tells her here is that her mother was fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just kind of takes that and she doesn't, yeah. doesn't pull anymore, doesn't try and to, like, kinda like okay. get anything else out of him. Like, that was at least something out yeah. of him. So she was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Which you also had basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I basically, yeah, I basically <laughs> said the same thing. I said, uh, Belle is obviously very curious about her mother. Maurice tells her little things here and there, but Belle knows not to push him for information about her mother. Yes. And then I said, uh, Belle asked for a rose every year, why? And I don't remember if I came up with an answer for that. I don't know why either. Um, <laughs> but I, I almost want to say that something like later in the movie it's explained or something, but at the same time, I don't think so. It's not. Okay. There's not really much. a reason. Um, I think it's just them trying to connect it to the short story when she does ask her father for, True. for something. Yeah. Um, but, um, basically, this, this moment where she does ask for a rose is the moment where her father is heading off to an inventor thing, convention, whatever yeah, it is. whatever it is. He's leaving town to go to this thing that he goes to, like, every year or whatever. And he asks her what he can bring her from the market, and she doesn't ask for anything from the market, she just asks for a rose. <laughs> yeah. Um... And that's why I said that this is the closest we've come to the Grimm story in the two films. Yes, definitely. Because <laughs> that's the one thing yeah. that is similar, and it's not even the same thing that she asks for. In, no, because in, in the in the Grimm's brothers story, uh, it was a twig, right, or a branch, or it something. Was a lark. Is a lark? Oh, <laughs> oh my You're god! Thinking I'm, Cinderella. I'm thinking Cinderella. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> the of. first branch on brushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. I'm sorry, I forgot the story, apparently. <laughs> uh, I blame my Cinderella socks I'm wearing right now. I blame them, too. They are a problem. <laughs> I'm wearing Luna socks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is definitely one of those moments where you're kind of like, okay, yeah. short story, the film. But it's only if you know the short story. True, yeah. Because no one's going to notice that that is in the short no. story if they don't know the short definitely story. Definitely not, definitely not. And there's not a lot similar between the stories. There's really not. So like, hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's not really that much of a chance to really be mm-hmm. able to draw that connection think, without just knowing that they yeah. are. I think her asking him for a rose though was also just um just a reason for the beast to lock him up because he sees yeah. the roses at the beast castle and tries to take one yeah. and the beast is obviously very um protective of his roses. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, but yes. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I never understood that. I guess maybe just <laughs> because of the rose that the Enchantress tried to give him. And so after that, he's been kind of like, okay, roses are sacred. Maybe. In some sort of sense. Maybe. Like, maybe there's just some sort of connection there between... Oh, well, he might value them a lot more now just because yeah. of his enchanted one. Yeah, exactly. I could see that. So yeah, I, th- I yeah, I really think it's just the enchantress tried to give him a rose yeah. the last time he said no. She you know turned him to a beast, and he's like, "Well, yeah, it's just a symbolism, I just guess, symbolism, of the yeah. rose for him. Um, yeah, that makes it so important for him. But um, yeah, so her dad leaves, and she's just chilling, drawing up her own inventions. Yeah, um, and she she figures them out, figures out a way to make them work to make life easier for others. And the invention yeah. that she oh, yeah. is working on 
um, she walked through the town and she saw that um, the laundry was taking super long. And she was like, oh, there's definitely an easier way to do that. Or she was basically like, there's got to be an easier way. exactly. So she she goes and sits down and figures out some kind of quick, easy invention that she can draw out and make happen. Yeah. And... I think that it was really smart. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's, that's the thing. That was one of the things I really liked about this movie yeah. is that, you know, in the animated movie, like, oh, we see that she's smart and whatnot. Yeah. She helps her father with his invention and whatnot. We don't she, see her do anything. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I love that uh, that she got to actually invent yeah. something. Yeah. And then also during the scene with the little washing machine kind of thing that she made, mm-hmm. uh, she's also teaching this little girl yeah, to read. because she freed up the time to be able yeah. to do that. But also the girl was just, you know, curious. Yes. And I was just kind of like, this is one of those moments where it was like one of those empowering girls mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, oh, the guys are always the ones inventing things. Yeah. You know, the guys are always the smart ones in the movies. Why can't we have a girl who's smart? Yep. And so that was just one of those moments where I was like, yes, Disney, you did something right. We've got Belle. We've got Belle inventing something. (laughs) A little washing machine. A little makeshift washing machine. I know. I was like, yeah. (laughs) What makes me really mad, though, is when they dump all of the clothes out. I know. I was like, what the hell? I'm, I'm sitting here like, so she has to do the laundry for the town or whatever she's doing it for. And you're willing to, like... Make it dirty? I mean, I assume it's her own laundry. But... I don't know. Because I feel like that's her, like, job in the village. Because I think that everyone has their own little job that they do. I disagree. Well, you would do your laundry at your house or, like, the stream or whatever. Not, like... Well, if there's a communal uh, washing area, I would think that's Maybe. just where they go. But that's a lot of laundry in that barrel for it to just be hers and her dad's. I think. It wasn't a huge barrel, I don't think. Or no, yes it was. It was a lot of... It was, you're right. I I think it's her job in the town. I don't think so. I do. I think it was just her and her father's laundry. I don't think so. (laughs) I I disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree. (laughs) Okay. But... Listeners, tell us what you think. Yes. Please. Since this one's definitely never going to be answered by anyone else in the movie, so... Nope. Yeah, I talked about the laundry, and she begins to teach the girl how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and the town rejects change, so they dump out... I guess I wrote her clothes, but I don't know. In my head, I still don't think it's just her clothes. <laughs> I think it's her um, clothes. And get upset with her for trying to make it easier and for trying to teach a girl to read. Because they're like, oh, we don't need two of yeah, you. One's they're, enough. Yeah, they're definitely like, there's one two of you. <laughs> um, uh, what else did I have? Um, yeah, you have a little bit more. Well, no, not really. It's about it's the same. It's basically everything we talked about already. That's true. Uh, but your part is before Gaston talks to Belle, so. Ah, uh, true. Um, yeah, okay, so I said LeFou just gets Gaston, and it's actually really funny. Yeah. Because Gaston is so nar- narcissistic, but yeah. LeFou doesn't mind. Yeah. Because this is when Gaston's looking in the mirror, you know, and whatnot, and he's, like, talking to himself. Yeah. And, uh... I don't remember what Gaston says. Gaston says something like, I'll see you later or whatever. And LeFou looks in the mirror as well, just kind of like, I'll see you later as well or something. And I was just kind of like, I love this. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, my my cats are crying. They're crying. And it's distracting. It's funny. It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, I love them. (laughs) Bandit's the one crying right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... Okay, so Gaston goes to talk to Belle, and, like, he basically catches her at her house. Yeah. And she... Corners her, really. (laughs) Corners her, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's, like, walking up to her house, and she goes, like, in through the gate, like, through her garden and whatnot. And Gaston, uh, like, really, Gaston doesn't care about anyone but himself Mm -hmm. and what he wants. And so it's at this moment while Belle is, like, walking through her garden that he, like, hop, essentially, like, hops the fence, yep. kind of, and squashes her cabbages. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, no. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm always like, no, Gaston. Yeah. Like, it, it hurts me. Yeah. It really hurts me. Because it's their food. <laughs> I know. It just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh. 
Just see. tell me when to talk about my thing. Uh, no, I don't remember when exactly you're... Oh, we're basically the same thing. Yeah. Because uh, I said... Oh, yeah, we are. Gaston is really coming on to Belle, and she's very obviously disgusted with him. Uh, he's insinuating that Belle should have his children, and she's just trying to get away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just wanted to teach a child to read, but Gaston thinks she should concern herself with her own children. Yeah, and when he says that she should concern herself with her own children, he motions between both of them. Yeah. Some kids might not pick up on that. Yeah. But the adults are definitely going to yeah. pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and um, I'm not a fan. Nope. <laughs> I like the characters separately. Yes, but when Gaston's But I don't want them together. To yeah. <laughs> Gaston's coming on the belt, no, no. Because this Gaston is such a good Gaston. Yes, Like, absolutely. he played him so well, yes, and he's, like, definitely. the best Gaston I've ever seen, in my opinion. I was saying, like, even the but, way he did the scene yeah. really well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. He's so good at it. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> and this Gaston was written so well. Uh-huh. And it's, like, such a good written, like, a well-written character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they can't be together. <laughs> <laughs> the characters cannot be together. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't I'm work. not okay with that. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, I was just thinking, I was like, there are, I'm sure there are guys who still act this way. Oh, there's definitely guys there's who definitely like guys this. who still act like this. Who yeah. are like, oh, you know, you should just, you know, get with me, consider yeah. yourself with, your, with our children. And yeah. No, like, there's definitely guys who do that. They're, they're called nice guys. Oh, that's true. Um, Gaston is a nice guy. In the animated one, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so Gaston, this is the part where he does show his nice guy true colors. Yes. Because definitely. he is blinded by how much he wants Spell that he literally just ignores millions of no's coming from her. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere, yeah. everywhere you look, Bella's telling him no. Yes. And he's like... Oh, it's still happening. Yeah. He's like, oh, she means yes. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, no means yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone wants Gaston. Yeah, it's like that Meg Meg quote where she's like... Uh, no means yes. They think yes no means yes. Yes, and yes, and yes means, means take, take me, me, I'm yours. <laughs> Which, like... Uh-huh. Both of those phrases mean the same thing, yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awful, because uh-huh. no guy should ever think that. If you're no. getting told no, I mean, you're getting told no. No one should ever think that. I mean, true. Not even just guys. Like, yeah. literally anyone, everyone. Yeah. No one should think that. Yeah, it's true. If you're getting told no. It means no. It means no. No means no. And if you actually mean yes, just tell them yes. Yeah, don't say no and then mean yes. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Because then you're going to lose your chance when you wanted it. Yeah. And... No, you're ruining it for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's all like, oh, like, do you want to end up like Agatha, mm-hmm. a spinster begging on the streets? And I got really excited when they mentioned Agatha because Agatha, <laughs> she's important. She's very important to the yes. story. Yes. Um, I don't know what you have. I don't know. Oh, uh... My next thing was a quote. I oh, believe. right. It was uh, Gaston saying, some of us have changed. Yes. And, uh, and then Belle's like, you know, like, neither of us can make each other happy. And I was like, yes, go, Belle. Yeah. Tell him the truth. Yeah. And, you know, Gaston's just like, ah, oh, she's playing hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Take no for an answer. Yep. No means no, guys. No means no. No means no. It does not but, mean yes. <laughs> yeah. But basically... <laughs> Because he's just like, so much has changed. And she's like, Gaston, people can't change that much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Yeah. And it's just, if only Gaston would get it through his thick skull. <laughs> like, oh my god. He can't. He doesn't understand. He no. He's special. He's the war hero. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get told no. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. But like you mentioned here, I also love this song. I would say... In the anime movie, this is my and favorite one, version. I love of it because it's the, the reprises. Yeah, the reprise of Bell. Oh, I love it so much. The reprise is my favorite. It's Same. My favorite. Same here. It's so short. I get that. I yeah, get that's but how it's they still, are. But it's, it's just, my favorite. <laughs> yes, because this is when Bell's like getting out her frustration. Yeah. Because you know? she's like, Madame Gaston, can't you just see it? Like yeah. his little wife. Ugh. And she's like, not, not me. Nope. Yep. <laughs> she's she, like, yeah. she's basically like, get me out of this town. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, what makes me laugh a lot uh, is that she still makes it up to the hill. But the hill's not too far from her house, it looks like. Uh, Maybe it is. I think it was where, uh. Was it a lot further? Still? I think it was still further. Oh, where Gaston and LeFou yeah, were. Yeah, I think it's, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's where right. Gaston and LeFou were. Um, but anyway, she, she still gets onto the hill, and it's the same as the one in the animated film, basically. Like, that's the yeah. same exact scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I just thought it was. Mm hmm. Interesting that they made that exactly the same. Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there's not a lot in this movie that they do exactly the same, but yeah, they do and stuff here and there. I think at least part of it is just the fact that they have more freedom, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. But anyway, that scene always reminds me of The Sound of Music. <laughs> same! I think of it all the time. They Every time I get to the hill, I'm always yeah. like, Sound of Music! You can't change anything. If you have someone running up onto a hill, spinning around in a circle, it's The mm-hmm. Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Like in Enchanted, when she does that, it's The Sound mm-hmm. of Music. Yes, Sound of Music. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> like, any, any movie that they do that in, it's gonna be The Sound of Music. Yes. They're Definitely. like the original spin on the hill movie. Basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. But now we're on to her father. Yes. We should leave, leave a little, little magic wherever you go. this episode of books movies and musicals oh my if you'd like to connect with us be sure to check us out on both twitter and instagram at bmm underscore oh my you can find us on tumblr at bmm dash oh my and you can also find us on facebook by searching for books movies and musicals oh my or search at sign bmm oh my you can find us on youtube by searching books movies and musicals oh my and you can email us at books.movies dot and dot musicals dot oh my at gmail.com these socials and our email address are in the description thank you all so much for listening if you liked this episode be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street we can't wait to talk with you all next week bye, bye.